Who's that? Friends, welcome back to our channel. Just Wait. kidding. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's <laughs> not our YouTube yet. No. Thank you for joining us tonight for the next episode of Dinner with Dew. We will show you your table, so sit down with us and enjoy the show. Alrighty, guys. So, this topic for the show is going to be talking about a tease. Auntie's present. Yes, one of our favorite groups. I feel like we say that about every group. I know. We have so many favorites. Oh my god, it's our favorite group. <laughs> but literally, Atiz has been like... Oh yeah. This they've is been our... one of our like all-time favorites. They really have. Um, so first though, we're going to start with appetizers. And these are all going to be Atiz themed. We've got two different ones for you. Mm, I love appetizers. Yeah. We had appetizers at Panda Express today. <laughs> yep. We oh, had... What do we have? Um, Crab, cream cheese, ragoons. Oh, they were fire. Yes. So good. Um, so first is going to be our favorite music video of all time with entities. <laughs> and I'll start with mine. Uh, mine is the Inception video, which who would have guessed that? Four. <laughs> um, it was released <laughs> July 29th of 2020. Um, it's, it's a Leo video. Yeah, pretty much. So its theming was like really dark. Um, they've got, had like a lot of like blues, darker blacks and blues in their outfits um and it had like a asylum like kind of feel yeah. to it like they were in a big place and they were like kind of locked up in the place um the music video gives off kind of a desperate longing vibe which me <laughs> hello desperate af <laughs> um it's choreography though was insane song like song was shirtless song off just all yes. song <laughs> and just like dancing in the water and stuff like that it was just incredible i love when they did the lean to the side dance we young does it yes. we young really shined in that video and the song itself is just so good like i love inception i'm drinking a drink every night <laughs> that was our version we used to go talk about all the time and get blah 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 oh yeah that's what olivia would sing i'm drinking <laughs> gonna drink every day <laughs> and guys i made the most bomb phone layout to inception like so Lauren yeah can tell you <laughs> we make layouts on our phones like with widget smith and color widget yeah and um, it was incredible i need to actually i need to post that i think i have pictures of it i should post it on our uh instagram we should post all of our layouts yeah right now mine is shocker one us yeah because we're about to go to the concert guys but we won't get into that because we're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We're even. gonna go overboard. <laughs> right. All right. So Lauren's gonna talk about her favorite video now. This was really hard for me to pick. Um. So my favorite video is Thanks, and it's funny because we've been longtime ATs fans, but all the near videos seem to be our favorite. Yeah. Um. So it was released on August twenty fourth of twenty twenty one. It was right after Inception. It's the same era. The theming is like bad boy outfits, yeah. like the camo joggers and the headbands, which we know is my favorite. Um, bandanas, jeans, tie-dye shirts, backpacks. Lou Young and the choreography is ridiculous. And right. June is just ridiculous as usual with his cute little cornrows in his hair. Right. Yo Song's tight pants mm -hmm. in the beginning, they're uh, mm -hmm. iconic. Again, June's blue hair. Song Wash Choker is everything in that. Right. Um, my favorite is Wu Young saying Gracious. Like, that's literally that's my nice. favorite. And then Mingy's iconic dancing in it when he's doing the side to side dancing. Um, I love Yo Song's dance in the first verse. It's so. Golden Child. Squirrel. 
<laughs> My favorite Golden Child song just came on the countdown. Pump it up. I was literally making a little listen to this yesterday. Um, so good. So Yo Song dancing in the first verse. Um, June blowing kisses. Jong Ho in the ending scene. It's like a Mad Max parade. But I don't know. Yeah. I just love things. And like, I don't know. It's like, and Son's dance on stages when he does it. He doesn't do it in the video, but he does Don't the, they do a relay dance for things? Yes, there is a it's relay dance. So They're good. in purple camo pants. June is insane. I know. In that one. So, that video, the vibe of that one is, no thanks, I'm okay. Basically just, you know, they're like breaking a stereotype in that video. And yeah. I love the theming of that video. It's, and their dancing is always powerful, but like in thanks, they like went overboard. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, so, our next appetizer is going to be about mental health awareness. Excuse me. So, we're going to give a trigger warning for that for um, mental health awareness. I'm going to let Alyssa start the first part of it, and if she needs me to take over, I can. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Mingy, which he is a member of a tease. Um, we're going to talk about his hiatus, because it was due to mental health issues or just having issues in general with anxiety. So we're just going to talk a little bit about that and kind of what happened. Um, his hiatus was in November of 2020. Whoa, to Really? July, it's been that long? July of 2021. I can't believe it's been that long. Yep. It was a long time. It lasted eight months. Um, he was gone on hiatus due to psychological anxiety, was what they said it was. Um, he missed March 2021 comeback events, which was the main thing. Um, he did, though, help record for Zero Fever Part 2. He was definitely on that. Six on. <laughs> yep. Um, so a statement from KQ Entertainment said through counseling, therapy, long rest, and his constant efforts that he had regained his health and was doing much better. Um, he did some trial schedules prior to his official return to the team to check on his mental and physical condition just to see if he was ready. Um, the company had a thorough discussion with Mingy and his parents and his counselors, and they all determined that he could return to his activities. Um, he did also, like beforehand, he went on a short hiatus in October of 2019 due to a ligament injury, but that was more of a health issue. Um, but he returned in November of 2019, so that was kind of a short, short-lived hiatus. Um, so, my question was just for us to discuss, like, general thoughts on the practice of hiatus for members in, like, a group. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, <clears throat> I'm okay with being transparent I personally struggle with mental health issues and I have for a long time and they went untreated for a long time because certain people in my life didn't think it existed or didn't think I needed help so now I struggle with it as an adult worse than ever before because of so <sighs> sorry guys we're flipping off the countdown now it's Pentagon's Daisy. on here doing Daisy look at Yon on uh, look at Kino Look at everybody. Look at way. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Guys. Okay, we're talking about Anyways, serious things. <laughs> talk about serious things. Not Pentagon. Um, this is not the Pentagon post. Uh, so I struggle with mental health awareness, and I think a hiatus is like really important because, as cliche as it sounds, if you don't take care of yourself, then not everything in your life starts to spiral out of control, yeah. and you start struggling. You can't care about the people around you. You can't care about your job. I mean, I know because I've personally, I've gone through this. And 
I'm just glad that they have that option. Me like, too. That they, like, you know, their schedules are so busy, but the fact that they, like, let him take that time. Makes me think back to Wan Ho and how he was let go for the allegations, but what if he would have just taken a hiatus and what if he was struggling with something that was his way of coping? Like, you just don't know. So, a lot of people get upset when bands take hiatuses, but... Yeah, Can you like, imagine the fans like, miss them, and we we get that. I mean, we would have loved to have him in that comeback, but that's the time that he needed to feel better. And like we see him now at, for his new comeback, like full force, like just <laughs> we saw him three weeks ago in person, and it was like yeah, he was like he seemed to be doing great. His stage so. presence, we just kept screaming for Mingy the whole time. Yeah, he was incredible. He was in, he was incredible. But I don't know. I'm I'm all for bands taking hiatuses and yeah. doing what they need to do because. And that was another question: is like, do you think it's detrimental to the group when they take a hiatus? Because I, I mean, don't I feel, feel like most bands like... come back stronger. Yeah. And. I mean, I feel like if you're a real fan of a band, though, like even if you don't have that certain member for a, one comeback. Like, you're still going to stick through and wait until they are able to come back. I mean, look at Shiny. Yeah. When Jong Yun passed away, yeah. they took their really long hiatus. They came back with freaking Don't Call Me in Atlantis and blew it out of the water. Just killed it. And were bigger than they have been, like, ever. Yeah, I know. But they one that kind of hurts me to talk about, of course, is BTS because I feel like we're at the end of BTS's journey. And I don't want to say that to be negative, but... I feel like they've done their duty, yeah. and I really hope that See You in Seoul is not the the you know the last part of before they go on a long hiatus. I don't know though. They said they'd see us again when we saw them on tour, but I don't know if that meant in Seoul or if it meant on another tour. But I feel like they—I mean—they did take a long hiatus. Yeah, I mean they are still on hiatus right now. Right. So I mean it's just time for them to recoup. And they may want to continue making music. I think they'll keep making music, but I don't know if they will continue like tour and do all the promotional stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. they always talk about in any interview or anything behind the scenes. They're always just like, "We're so tired." Yeah, we've been doing it for so long. We've been doing it for like, a, you know, yeah, it's been a long thirteen time. or fourteen years. So it's like, I don't know. I'm I totally support hiatuses. Yeah, and if that's if they need some time, then that's fine. I mean, can you imagine dancing twelve hours a day, and yeah, like I think it's just the amount of content that that's what the yeah. K industry puts out. Like my boyfriend was asking me yesterday or on Sunday, he was like, "I was we were in the car and we were listening to Juan Ho's song Blue." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my God, Juan Ho's comeback is on Tuesday." Yeah. And he was like, "What?" He, I was like, yeah, Wanho has a new album call, coming out called Obsession. He was like, didn't he just come out with Blue Letter? I was like, yeah. He was like, how are they pumping out so much content? I was like, that's literally all they do. Yeah. Their entire life is based around how much content gets pumped out. Yeah. Especially freaking NCT. Dear Lord, NCT is like... Constant. It's, it's insane. I mean, it helps that they have so many members so they can kind of filter it through, but... But still, still like... And it hyphen... Especially, like, the main members, like... The hyphen has been, like... The going off. <laughs> it is crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> but... Let's talk about this real quick. Yeah. Where's Blackpink? I know. 
Rose did that thing for her birthday. She yeah. did a couple covers. And then we had she, Lisa. And we know yeah. Jisoo is on, um, what's it called, Snowdrop? or Yeah. So they're doing solo stuff, but like... Jenny's there's, modeling. There's been no like... There's nothing. Whispers even of a new album or anything like that. I know. Every time something pops up on Instagram and it's like YouTube and it's like a promo for them, it's always just like, oh, they have X amount of views on videos, but I'm always excited because I think maybe it's going to be a comeback. Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe they did their time. But, you know, they're also, they were on a crap record label. Right. So, not, I mean, I shouldn't say that, but everybody knows that their record label is not so great. No. So, hopefully, they'll be taken care of wherever they go next. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, circling back to Mingy, I think definitely KQ handled it very well. Um, I really think, even being a smaller label, I'm glad that they were, like, able to give him the time he needed to come back and like we said i mean seeing him at the concert like he seemed great he seemed healthy like i've never seen so many people scream for one person so happy like the way everybody screamed for yingi was how everybody screamed for i mean for mingi it was insane yeah so i i'm glad that he was able to do that me too but yeah so that was kind of it on that and we will move into our main course which is a tease oh my gosh so a tease um why <laughs> you down to sling my existence no, not six. six okay so <laughs> back to a tease <laughs> um, so let's start out by talking about what ATs means. Um, so it's actually an acronym for A to Z. So A teenager Z. Um, it just means that they're a group of teenagers who are aiming to do everything they can enthusiastically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really, you know, they they highlight a lot of things. In different age groups and you can see that through all of their comebacks um, the new comeback is very adulty <laughs> the new <laughs> video that just came out right but they're growing up so but, right exactly and we'll talk about that in a minute um, they're under KQ entertainment which is a smaller company um, they actually debuted on October 24th of 2018 so we're coming up on four years now with ATs yeah. um, they actually signed with a U.S. record label, which is RCA Records, on July 8, 2019. Um, mm-hmm. Fandom name is A-Teeny. It's spelled like tiny, but it's A-Teeny. It's a combination of A-T's and Destiny, which is hilarious. Because we are their destiny. We love our destiny. <laughs> um, so it's A-Teeny. And they are an eight-member group. If you don't know who they are, um, I just throw all the word asshole. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they're an eight-member group, and I'm going to let Alyssa talk about... How about you You take these first... First, let's see. One, two, three, four. How about you take the first four, and I'll take the bottom three. Okay. Because her bias is up first. Yes. Okay. So they are an eight-member group, and the leader is Hong Joon. Um, a lot of people call him Joon. Um, he is their captain, which 
a tease most bands and groups have a theme and a teases is like pirates like smugglers like bad boys basically um so he is they call him the captain um he is lead rapper he does a lot of their composing and like um all their like writing and stuff like that and he is the center so he literally does a lot yeah Um, he does he's incredibly talented and my bias. <laughs> yes. It's the first time Alyssa's picked a rapper as her bias. I know. It's really weird, but I just like, I can't get away from him. Um, he was born November 7th, 1998. He's Scorpio. Oh, bless. <laughs> um, and they say... What, bud? <laughs> they say that he is a strict and loving leader. Um, and he's an activist, which... I didn't know about him until I really, like, got to know him a little bit more. Yeah. He, like, is really into, like, different causes and, like, different things that he really feels strongly about. Like, if you ever watch him, he usually has one nail painted. Yeah. Versus, like, all of his nails. And that has to do with, like, women's rights and, like, battered women. Um, and whenever, like, it's the basically, like, people ask you, why do you just have one nail painted? And he'll talk about it. Right. Which is really, really sweet, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and if you guys have ever seen, they <laughs> do their fans' makeup in a video. And he is the sweetest, sweetest person. Like, he literally asks permission before he even, like, gets near her. It is so sweet. <laughs> But yeah. Okay. And next member is going to be Mr. Sangwa. Um, have you guys ever heard of basically, goodness, um, the demon line in 80s? Yes. <laughs> so there's three parts of it. The first one is Hongjun. Yeah. The second one is Sangwa. And the third one is uh, Son. Yeah. <laughs> But so Songwa, let's just paint that picture first. I wanted you guys to know that. Um, so he is a vocalist and a visual, which if you guys have seen him, he is gorgeous. I like, think that he's one of the prettiest people in K-pop. Yeah, like he she literally hands, always says that. I hands down think he's like the most gorgeous person. Like, and he is like he's beautiful. It's ridiculous how pretty his face is. So he was born April 3rd of 1998. He's an Aries. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he loves chaos. <laughs> um, his um, long hair is the tweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is actually the oldest member. Yeah. And a lot of um, people say that he's like the mom of the group. He like just kind of make sure everybody's doing good and so takes care of them a lot. They're so mean to Songwa. Yep. And everyone really, like when you first get into ATs, everyone thinks he's an asshole, but he's literally just a soft sweetheart. Like, he is just, he's Songwa. He, the he's, concert, he had the best personality. I know. Him and Junk. There's always two sides to his personality. Like, he can be like really, really sweet. And then he can be really mischievous. Like, you never know with Sunwalk. This is the ASMR portion of our podcast every week where I open a bag of chips. Uh, It's pickle chips, guys. Ready? (laughs) Okay. Pickle chips. Yes. All right. Now we have got Mr. Yunho or Yunho. Yunho? Um, He is. SpongeBob? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Main performer, dancer, I guess, and vocalist. Um, he is also an Aries. He was born March 23rd of 1999. 
And boy, does he have the Aries energy. Like, he's just chaos. He really is. He really is. He's so funny, though. And him and Mingy are, like, best friends. Oh, yeah. Like, attached to the hip. Like, I love their relationship. Because they're both, like, the big, tall ones. So it's just, like, adorable to see them, like, so bro-y together. It is so funny. <laughs> they're, like, each other's uh, emotional support. Uh-huh. They are. <laughs> and they're really cute. He, I think he surprised us, like, one of the most at the concert. Me, for sure. Yeah. Because, like, he was just so genuine and sweet. And, like, he was very emotional. Like, during the whole thing, like, he just, like, you could tell he was taking it all He's in. He's very quiet. Yeah. Which I didn't expect from him. I thought he was going to be, like, the loud one. Same. No, that was Wu and Son. Yeah. <laughs> Wu Son. <laughs> all right. So, next is going to be Yo Song. <gasps> Baby. <laughs> so, he is main vocalist. Bias performer and visual which he's gorgeous we always like when we when i was first learning the group we called him jasper because he looks like jasper from twilight who's jasper <laughs> he literally is your song colin yep and he was born in june june 15th of 1999 oh god um, he is a gemini <laughs> that explains it all yep um he's actually a former big hit trainee and he is the shirtlift king <laughs> of ATs. Like, his body, guys, is insane. <sighs> I changed my body studio song after we went to the concert. He just, his arms. I like, took so many pictures of him. And he just, oh, he's so sweet. Like, I literally say this about every single member, but he is the sweetest. Like, I just want to protect him at he all really, costs. Right. And he just, like, you can tell he's very kind of soft-spoken, but, like, he is a powerhouse on stage. He really is. Like, when it's his turn, like, he is all about it. All right. Next off, we're going to go with Son. Oh, Lord. Let you talk about the other demon line baby. Our other demon line baby. <laughs> so, you know, you know what they call him? His demon name is Santiago. <laughs> of course it is. So, Son is our vocalist, and you guys... He blew it out of the water in concert. He sang more than Jong Ho did. No, literally. Like, I was watching something on him. He literally sounds like he's classically trained. Like, he is so good. He's so good live. Like, he's almost up there with Jong Ho. He literally is. I honestly think they're, like, almost on the same I didn't even realize that about him. I mean, we've been huge fans, but when you see him live, it hits so different. Everyone always talks about his dancing and, like, his expressions, and he does. He goes all out for dancing, but, like, he can sing. Vocal king. Like, oh, my God. So, he is a cancer baby. He's July 10th, 99. Man, those 99 liners. 99s. They're so good. Um, so he's the best dancer. Yeah, by far. Always going all out. Between him and Song Wall, the dancing is like. They always say that he like does the choreography his own way too. He literally does. Like he never like does it the way they're supposed to do it. He's like 10 <laughs> from NCT. It's just like he lives in his own little world. It's, it's just Song's world. <laughs> he has the most iconic dance moves too. Like you always remember it like, hello. Yeah. The lean back and. Answer. Uh, answer. Ugh. Uh, Deja Vu, thanks. Um, yeah, so many good ones. Fireworks. Um, so he's best friends with Wu. Yes. And um, Wu Son is just iconic. That they're just they're so in love with each other. Flirting with each other. They're so in love with each other. (laughs) And he is like 
I feel like he's everybody's bias wrecker, Saunas. He's so charming. He's so we charming. We talked about this like constantly after the concert, but like he's like Tay, uh, BTS. Like he literally is so charming. Like he just always had something to say, and like, ugh. Also, his voice projects so loud, so loud, so loud. The loudest voice out of everybody <laughs> in a taste. Like so uh. loud. Next, we're gonna go to. Baby Mingy. Mingy. Love Mingy so much. Sweet boy. Um, he is the performer rapper and he is another 99er. He's a Leo. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's August 9th. He acts like the youngest member. He's baby. Yeah. Mingy and Wu are baby. Um, they treat him like the baby because he's so innocent and precious mm-hmm. until you see him live. Um, <laughs> then he just flashes his ass. He, literally. During. <laughs> freaking rocky god um so he was on the hiatus for anxiety issues like we talked about but he is a very sweet angel baby he's always smiling yeah he's like he loves ateeny the most yeah. like him and jung he's just so invested in like mm-hmm. conversations when he has it with yeah fans. like you can tell he just loves to talk to people i love him and jung's relationship yeah like i love them together they're yeah. complete opposites i love them so much together um like, we were the most excited to see Mingy because... And, like, his deep voice. Like, oh. y'all don't know how deep th- down he goes into the depths until you hear it in person. And it's just like, oh, my God. He's loud, too. He is loud. He's very loud. It was so loud. Yeah. He had the best outfits. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. He... They had, oh. they had fun dressing him. They did. He looked good in everything, too. <laughs> I know. He looked great. Um, so next is Wu Young. Yeah. And um Wu Young is our performer vocalist. He was born November twenty sixth, ninety nine. Another ninety nine they have a lot of ninety niners. They have yeah. let's see, one, two, three, four, five Yeah, five ninety niners. Um so he was actually a former big hit trainee too, which is hilarious because he's like the biggest BTS fan ever. Oh, he loves BTS. Um, he's a little shit. He is. He's, he's the little, little brat shit of the group. He's the brat. He he's the loudest. He is the bully. He's always messing with everybody. He messes with everybody. He's always trying to kiss Jung Ho. Yeah, very affectionate. From what like we very can tell, touchy. Like, he's like Jimin. Yeah, he literally just wants to be all over everyone all the time. Yes. <laughs> he His laugh. Oh, my gosh. It's so sweet. He has a great smile. Also, his vocals live. Oh, God, yes. Take, he doesn't really... Take sh- me home. Oh, like, my gosh. He killed that. He killed that. Like, oh, my God. I've never heard him sing like that. Like, he just And he was doing, like, a dirty dancing dance. God. No. And his muscles were pulling through at that he's concert. He's tank top, guys. <laughs> and leather pants. <laughs> Um, so also, let's talk about how he was Artist of the Month. Yes, baby. I feel like... Everyone always talks about his Artist of the Month. Like, everybody. I mean, that changed Julia's bias. Exactly. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Julia, yes, we're calling you out. Um, <laughs> it's a good choice, though. I get it. I mean, I get it. I do. He was a really good choice, though, because he's really good at choreography. Like, I feel like he's yeah. overlooked a lot, especially yeah. as a vocalist, but he's amazing. Yeah, he's a great dancer. Um, So, he's hilarious. Like I said, with Son, really so touchy. Um, and then I guess I'll do the last one, which is my baby, yeah. Jong Ho. My baby is the baby. He's the matinee. 
Um, he's a Libra. He was born October 12th, 2000, which is the day before Jimin. Um, he does not act like the baby. No. He's probably the most mature one out of the whole he's group. The most grown. <laughs> the most grown. Um, he is left-handed. Oh. So he's got that left-handed, you Take know. Take that for what it is. Exactly. <laughs> he's different. <laughs> Very powerful voice. Uh, he never misses anything. He's so powerful. He's like. so powerful. Uh, at our concert, his mic was broken, and everyone could still hear him. Oh, my gosh. He was projected. Like, it was insane. Yeah, it was the end of that one song. I forget which one it was. when he was. walked off the stage and came back. Remember yeah. that? But literally, he hit the high note, and we all heard it. And, like, we watched it afterwards, and his mic was broken. It was incredible. Like, it's just... Something you gotta know about Jong Ho too is he doesn't give a shit about the choreography. No. He's like Jungkook. He always has to do the right thing vocally wise. Yeah. Like he never misses anything. No. He's never slipping. Never. He doesn't go out of the way slipping. and just do extra ad libs here and there. He does what he's supposed to and he does it right and it gets better every single time. And he's surprisingly funny. Like he sneaks up on me. He's freaking hilarious. He like says something and I'm just like, what? I know. He's so funny. Um, so, something else about him, which, <laughs> my favorite, he's extremely strong. He's oh, very yeah. in shape, which you probably can't tell by the way they freaking dress him. <laughs> he's extremely strong. Um, if you don't know a lot about Jong Ho, look it up on YouTube. Just type in Jong Ho Apple. <laughs> um, he can break an apple, a pineapple, a water, with his bare hands, like, in half. Just rip it in half. He just rips it in half. One and did, never mind. Um, <laughs> so, he said that. He's pretty stoic, too. Yeah. Like, he's a stoic guy, but all the members are, like, obsessed with him. Yeah. You can tell. Like, he seems shy, but, like, they all love him so much. Like, I'm sure, like, with his members, he opens up a lot more. So. I'm sure. Um, so, since we talked about all the members, I'm going to let Alyssa go over their current dorm arrangement roommate-wise. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, looks like, so, Hong Jun and Song Wa are in a room together. Of course. Yep, sounds about right. Um, Yunho and San, which I wasn't expecting. Oh, Lord. But that's the crackhead room. <laughs> yes. And then um, Yo Song, Wu Young, and Jong Ho are all in a room. And then Mingi has got a single room. So he's by himself. I guess probably because he was gone for a while. They put all the clowns together Wu Young, Yo Song, and Jong Ho. Like, that's the clown line. Literally, let's just be honest. All of the is the clown line. <laughs> so true. Everybody but June. <laughs> um, so we will move right into their discography. So first we've got their Treasure Episode 1. Treasure. Their EP 1, um, All to Zero. Um, it is a mini album. It was released October 24th of 2018. And it has six tracks. Which, one of our favorites, Pirate King, and Treasure, which is, like, my favorite, guys. My favorite, too. I cried so We saw Treasure alive. We saw June crawl on the floor. I didn't cry to anything else, but freaking Treasure comes on, and I lose my shit. Like, tell them how bad it was. (laughs) I'm still in shock that they even played it. God, it was so good. Like, that song has a special, like, place in my heart. That's my favorite June song. And it was so good live, guys. Oh, my God. I, need to go. I haven't even went back and watched that video. I, I don't want to. I can't watch it yet. The only one that I've watched is uh, The Real. Yeah, I literally can't watch it yet. Like, it's going to make me cry again. <laughs> um, I need to listen to myself watch it, though, because that's going to be funny. 
Alyssa's commentary is always great. <laughs> I'm usually screaming, and Alyssa has the commentary. Yep. <laughs> All the weird commentary. And then we've got Treasure EP2 Zero to One, um, which is another mini album. It was released January 15th of 2019. So only a couple months after that one. Uh, it has six tracks, which is Holla Holla, um, Say My Name, and Promise um, are just the main ones. And then they had their next Treasure EP, Three, One to All. Um, it was released June 10th, 2019. So that same year, it had Wave, Illusion, Aurora, like all the good stuff. I love Aurora. Yes. And then their Treasure EP Final, All to Action. So I think that's all the treasures. No, they had the Japanese one, but that's fine. Um, this one was released October of 2019. So literally the same year. These were all released in 2019. Um, this one had 11 tracks. It had Wonderland and The Mist on it. Oh my god, I love that song. I love The Mist. Um, so that was really, that was all of the main treasures. There was the Treasure EP Extra, which was the shift to map, um, Japanese repackage. So it was all in Japanese and it had 11 tracks, um, in December of 2019. It had Utopia, the Japanese version on it, which... Oh, I love Utopia. Killing it. <laughs> That's like Mingi's song. And then we had, actually, yeah. Mingi said in concert too, he was going to take us to Utopia. Oh, there's so many treasures, yeah. So then we have Treasure Epilogue, which Action to Answer mini album. That was released um, January of 2020. It had five tracks, top one being Answer. Oh! <laughs> oh my god! And then we had... Y'all, we did not ascend. I mean, mentally yes, physically mentally, no. Yes, physically no. But I think we were just so in shock. <laughs> I threw my phone at Alyssa's boobs. She literally did. She's like, take it, I can't record I was just vibing, you guys. And Alyssa has had to record it. I literally threw my phone in the air, her boobs. I was still vibing. Yes. Trying to hold my hand still because I was shaking so bad. Yeah, answer. You will never experience anything like answer at an AT's concert. Oh, God, it was so good. (laughs) Okay, we're done. We'll spare you our voices. I honestly think we heard Destiny from the other side. I think we did. And honestly, our voices are not okay right now because we karaoke'd Celine Dion earlier. We did. That was great. That was great. And my little girl was like, can you stop? <laughs> we were like, no. <laughs> we were trying to do the TikTok challenge. Right. We're going to get her to do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. <laughs> so the next one was um, Treasure Map to Answer, which is another Japanese mini album. Um, it was released in February of 2020, and that was six track. It had the Japanese version of Answer on it. Um, next we start our fever series. Yay! Start the fever series. Yes. Oh shit. Oh wait. Skirt. (laughs) Go back. Okay. (laughs) So Zero Fever Part One was a mini album. It was released on July 29th of 2020. And it has seven tracks, which is our favorite. It's got Thanks, Inception, Good Little Boy, Fever. Oh my god. It got Call Me Anytime. Um, I mean, that's the next single, but that was, like, right after. Yeah. Um, Good Little Boy. Good Little Boy. You know, was uh, ridiculous off. in that. Uh, um, then we've got Zero Fever Part 2, which is the next mini album. It was released March 1st, 2021. Uh-huh. Uh, this is, like, our first thing without Mingi. So, this was Fireworks, Celebrate, The Leaders. Yeah. 
It did have Mingy, but not in person and in yeah. video. So this was post. Um, this is. Sorry, guys. That's my boyfriend texting me. Um, okay. Um, and then we get into the A to Z, which is another Japanese repackage. And it's just. It's got still here. Oh, man. Still here in concert was amazing. The graphics in the background. Ugh, beautiful. Um, and then we've got our um, uh, The Kingdom final, which, who is the king? It was the single. It was released on May 28th, 2021, which was the real, and then they redid it. Yeah. Um, so they did the... They did it first on Kingdom, Right. Right. And then we got Taste of Korea, which if you don't know that song, it was the Pepsi single with Monster X and Brave Girls and Rain. Yes, Rain. Um, it was on July 14th of 2021. And then we've got Dreamers, which was the single. It was like an instrumental version, and it had Blue Summer and Still Here. Um there was some seasonal songs um, we had released in August 14th of 2021. We had Be My Lover, White Love, and the Black Cat Nero, which was a creepy Halloween video. I love that video. Oh, I love it. Um, I'm going to let Alyssa take over for when they talked or when they uh, hooked up with Pentatonix, which we love. Yeah. So random. I know. It was weird. Um, it's called A Little Space. It was Pentatonix speaking. Yeah, featuring um, Yunho, San, and Jong Ho. Such um, a weird combo. Yeah. It was released August of 2021. We fucked that song up, though. It was so good. I love Pentatonix. I always Same. have. Like, and then we've got Zero uh, Fever Part 3, which is another mini album. It was released in September of 2021. And it has six tracks, which we are obsessed with. Deja Vu. Eternal Sunshine, <laughs> Feeling Like I Do, Rocky, All About You, and Not Too Late. Rocky? Rocky! All right, we got to talk about Rocky. Okay. Let's just pit stop. <sighs> that in concert, like, they were going off. Like, we're Jimmy, young. When he comes out with the fan, just to start. Who's <sighs> stupid. And then me with his boxing gloves. It was stupid. I'm telling you, it was stupid. It was all stupid. <laughs> the crowd? That's the way. That was the most insane song. Yeah. Everybody flipped the fuck out about Rocky. Yeah. Everyone, I think everyone just really wanted to hear that. It was the most lit song at the concert, other yeah. than the real. It was so good. Okay. And then we've got Zero um, Fever Epilogue, which mm -hmm. is a full-length album. It was released December 10th of 2021. Um, it's got 10 tracks. Um, some of our favorites were obviously The Real, Turbulence. Turbulence. Yep. And then they've got The Wave and The Wonderland. Oh, remixes. The Overtures. Yep. And then Answer Remixes. Oh, my God. The Symphony. It was just, it was incredible. I'm obsessed with Turbulence. That's my ringtone right now. Turbulence is so good. And, and they did Turbulence in the MDR Lounge. Yeah, it was it comes on all the time as my requested, like my suggested Fair. on YouTube all the time. We could be watched that, but instead we're staring at Momo Land. Yep. And then, so that's all their albums. All great stuff. Um, we'll move on. They don't have any movies at the moment. 
Um, but I know they recorded like a bunch of stuff from the tour, so hopefully there'll be like a documentary coming up. Soon. Our tour, our date, they were recording everything. Yeah, literally everything. So hopefully, in the future, documentary on tour. So hopefully, um, then we've got shows like TV and web series. Um, they have KQ Fellas, which was their oh! American training. Yes. My favorite. There's 19 episodes. Um, Codename is ATs. There's eight episodes of that. Um, ATs Wanted. Eight episodes of that as well. Yep. ATs Long Journey. There's four episodes. I think that's probably like their travel trip. That's right? really good, Australia. Yeah. And then ATs Treasure Film. Oh no, that's that's the Australia one. Three episodes of that. Um, ATs Fever Road. We watched that. Eight episodes of that. So yeah, Fever Road is the one where we watched some karaoke in the and June and Sun Wall were the old men. Oh my god, we need to watch that like the whole thing. Um, the during New Year's or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Or two socks. And though that's pretty much yeah the majority of their um, TV shows. They're obviously on other shows like you know, Knowing Bros and all kinds of stuff like that. Right. But in fact, they're on. Um, Weekly Idol with one us. Yes. Hilarious. We need to actually watch that whole thing. It's so funny. So their tours. Let's talk about those. Sorry guys. Tired. Today's been long. (laughs) We've had three days off but we're still tired. Still tired. Actually off work because. You do more things. We're supposed to go on Monster X on Valentine's Day. I don't know. We've actually been burning up the roads like Lightning McQueen. Yep, we've been driving all the sports cars around. Yes, my parents have sports cars, and so does my boyfriend, and we've been <laughs> driving those around the past two days, living it up, hot girl Brenda. shit. <laughs> so, um, first we've got the Expedition World Tour. Um, that was in 2019. The Expedition. Yep. And then we've got Del Mundo in 2019. Oh, that okay. was a fan club in Korea. And then we've got Moon River, also in 2019. It was another fan club in Korea. And then we've got The Fellowship, Mapped, Map the Treasure in oh, 2020. It was a world tour. It was Lord of the Rings themed. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't. You <laughs> <laughs> said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was reading. It's uh, Asia and Europe and North America. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Yes, we've been obsessed with Lord of the Rings lately. Yeah, so, like, everything we talk about is about Lord of the Rings. Pretty much. And then there was um, Port of Call in 2020. I think that was mostly in Korea, but I'd have to double check. I didn't say. And then they're obviously their new tour. The beginning of the end. Did. Yep. It was amazing. So, solo projects. You want to talk about some solo projects? Most of them don't have any, but I wrote it down. She said, there's nothing for you to read here, but you can talk about it. <laughs> so Jung, he's like the main producer of their songs. He does a lot of covers. Um, no official solos, but he does do Linkin Park, and it's like amazing. Um, so you know, doesn't have any official solos. He does a lot of dance covers. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. He did train over at Matt Stefanina's, mm-hmm. and some of those apparently covers, that's why they stayed longer in the U.S. Because he was on there. Because they were um, they were doing on like a couple dance workshops with and, like Kyle Hanagami and Matt Stefanina. And yeah, all that. and yeah. June was doing a couple like like recording sessions, like producer kind of things. Yeah. 
So. So Song Wall does a lot of covers on YouTube. Uh, nothing official. Yo Song does a lot of YouTube covers. Mingy doesn't have any solos. Um, Jong Ho doesn't have any solos. He does tons of covers. Woo Young was Artist of the Month. That was his time to shine. Son doesn't have anything. Um, yeah, they don't have a whole lot of like solo so, stuff. So, yeah. Things that we love about Atiz. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, I think they're very underrated. Yeah. Um, they're very talented rappers. Some of the best vocalists. I mean, Jong Ho is, like we said, Son. Ridiculous. Um, we haven't really talked about, like, generations in K-pop yet, which we will get into eventually, but they're the third generation of K-pop, right. and they are literally some of the most talented of the third generation. Like, yeah, they are. Vocally, visually, like, dance-wise, like, Their they theming are so is talented. Ridiculous. That's the thing, too. Yeah, they have a very, like, on-brand theme, and they always stick to it. Yeah, they do. Um, and they're so funny. Their bond is so good. Oh, yeah. Um, they really do take care of each other. They're yeah. like family, which I know all the groups are, but they're just, they're hilarious together. Yeah. Their dancing skills are 100%. Yeah. Son and answer. Son and everything. Song Wa and Son's dance practices together, if you watch them. Oh, so That's good. Amazing. Um, so they did come from a small company, and we... Um, we talked a lot about it. Um, There's a lot of doubt due to that. So, because they were such a small company, um, but they still do their best. And like I said, I think they're very overlooked and underrated. Yeah. Are you just, um, which is funny. Yeah. Because the tour, you would never think that. No. That was the most lit concert we've been to thus far. That's the thing. Is like in the industry, they're treated a certain way because they are from a small company, but like the fans don't like think that way like the fans are 100% behind them and support them and like you could tell like if they had the capability to fill this arena like night after night it was sold out yeah my favorite thing like everybody was so present yeah there wasn't a ton of people holding their phones up the girl next to me didn't film anything <coughs> like yeah. the fans were so insane June cried multiple times because it was just so what a sweet baby i don't think they expected that kind of level from like being gone so long and being in america i don't think they, either. I don't think they expected the american fan base to be so strong and like to be on par like they, we were singing every single word we were like they just, kept talking about how we were all singing in korea yeah we were just there and like having the best time and i know i've said this before like but we were really just having the time of our lives like it was, it was so, so different than a, than BTS. Yeah. I mean, we had a lot of fun there. BTS we were, was very emotional for us. We were very emotional at BTS. The 80s was like a fucking party. Yeah, it was just so much fun. and like We, we were, never sat down one time. Yeah, like barely. <laughs> and the intermissions we did. Yeah, but, but just to like keep our feet from dying. <laughs> literally. Um, so they, something I want to talk about before we get into our dessert, is if you guys haven't seen the new video they just released last week it's very sad because the meaning behind fellowship the beginning of the end means that we are ending our pirate king era and they make it very clear in the video that we finally found the treasure from the hidden map 
and that they're not going to be parts of the old world anymore. It's going to be new, new world pirates. Yeah. So in the video, they're going into a new world of pirate kingdom. Um, so the beginning of the end is yeah is what they're talking about. But I think yeah, I think it, so. They're, they're going to be they're, they're gonna, very consistent in their. They're going to follow their storyline, but it'll but be new. Age. I think it's more of a grown up. Like version of what they want to be seen as right because they are they're men and like they're finally like getting into what it means to be an adult in the k-pop industry and they don't really ever talk about relationships no they talk about like things that go on in the world yeah and things that affect it's more them. just like yeah things that affect them like struggles like yeah stuff like that like they're very I don't want to say preachy because they're not. They're just like, I don't know. What's the word that I'm looking for? I mean, they're very outspoken about their beliefs. Yeah, they're very they, like present with just like current issues. I yeah, guess they are. Is what I'm trying yeah. to say, but like the real. Yeah. Jung is hilarious because he was like, you know, he posted that video with his brother. Yeah. And then he wrote on that fan. He was like. Everybody's coming for my brother. Stop simping for my Stop brother. Simping for my brother. Yeah. So like they know. Yeah. Um. So for dessert, I'm gonna let Alyssa take over, and we'll both chime in because we're gonna talk about going to see them. Yes. Which we've Which talked about a billion times. We have been like during this whole podcast. I just want to say I never in my life ever thought I would see them. No. And we we have resigned ourselves to the fact that we, we literally I got on. We were on a three way call. We all three had our credit cards ready. The morning they released tickets, yeah. I was sitting on the internet waiting to get them. As soon as I got in, into the lobby and I was like in, I clicked on everything available. Everything was immediately sold out. So we had just all three of us, me, Julian, I'm sorry, me and Destiny and Alyssa had just put out of our minds. We're like, we're not going. Yeah, we didn't think. I mean, we weren't every, gonna buy resale. Everything we saw resale was so expensive. It was like, like triple it was the outrageous. price triple the price and we so we kind of we were like okay let's just wait let's wait till closer to the concert see if stuff starts to drop because people get more desperate it, closer, it was insane yeah closer to the concert and they'll drop prices but and then we had another three-way call again yeah <laughs> we found tickets found tickets that weren't ridiculous i they mean they were, were expensive but they weren't ridiculous they were not cheap, but it was well worth it because Alyssa and I were two rows up from the floor. Yeah, on the risers. Yeah, on the risers, two rows up from the floor, and our view was incredible. It was incredible. We were behind the mix booth, and yeah. um, we had an entire view of the whole stage. Pretty much most like of a our videos. Shot forward. Yeah, most of our videos are not even zoomed in because that's how close we were. Yeah, like the stadium itself wasn't that big. No, but it was just. It was such a good view. Like, I couldn't believe. We could see everything so clearly. Yeah, we didn't even have to, like, look at the monitors. We didn't need the monitors, even though it was nice Yeah. for the video, but... Yeah. God, it was such good seats. They were great seats. We are <gasps> spoiled by that. Right. And all the people around us were pretty... They were decent. Yeah. I was both so. side of mom, and I was like, she's probably gonna... I was beside this guy, and he was going off. He kept screaming Mingy's name. I feel that. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um... So this tour was the AT's World Tour, the Fellowship, beginning of the end in Atlanta. Um, we saw them at Gas South Arena in Duluth, Georgia. Um, ours was January twentieth at seven thirty. Doors opened at we six. Barely, barely made it. Barely made it. Oh, uh, but you got to tell them about the valet parking. 
Because okay. it was amazing. First of all, <laughs> we drove from Chattanooga, Tennessee to Birmingham, Alabama. Dropped Birmingham, off my child. <laughs> dropped off my child. Birmingham, Alabama to Atlanta yep. during rush hour traffic. Um, you guys, I paid for valet parking. And when I tell you, amazing. this was top tier valet parking. So they take us in this like secret route. Uh-huh. And they're like, come with us. We pull in this badass garage. You pull up to these really cool glass doors. And, uh, excuse me, <laughs> pull up these glass doors and they take your tickets and stuff and scan your phone in. And they took our car for us. And the mm-hmm. doors we went in brought us right to where we need to go to our section, basically. Um, we came back out and our car was ready to go for us. It was an amazing valet experience. And I only paid 20 bucks. Yeah, it was like twenty twenty five. It was like the same price as paying for the parking lot. Yeah, and they brought the car right back to us. We didn't have to walk or any like no, we literally, literally nothing. Just walked right outside, went into the garage, which was like right next to it, and went down a floor. There was an elevator, and it felt so VIP. It was so cool. We had to wait like what maybe, maybe five minutes, five six minutes. But yeah, there was just t- everyone was trying to leave. So yeah, it's one of those. And then things. it was really cool because it took us out the back entrance of the arena. We didn't have to sit in the parking lot traffic. Yes. That yeah. So nice. Yes. And we just got on our way back to Birmingham. <laughs> right. Um, so, like we said, ticket sales started November 18th, um, which was a while ago at 9 a.m., but, like, they literally sold out immediately. It was yeah. insane. People were saying that it was harder to get a T's tickets than BTS tickets. It was. Like, that's ridiculous. I got BTS tickets, like, instantly. That's ridiculous. Um, masks were required. Nobody wears masks at concert, you guys. Really I mean, they wore them, but... Not for very long. I'll be honest, I didn't wear mine. It got hella hot in there, It was guys. so it hot was in so, there. Everyone was jumping and acting like a fool, and we were just... Oh. The fire from the stage oh, was so, so hot. hot. And it was a clear bag policy. I did have to use those. I got wanded down by a creepy security guard. Yeah. Didn't she, wand anybody guys, else. Guys, this is something that always happens to her. It Always someone's trying to hit on her. And just do creepy things. <laughs> I always get hit. Not trying to toot my own horn, but I literally always get hit on. It's because she's approachable, honestly. <laughs> it's not because you're pretty. It's just you're approachable. No. You <laughs> are gorgeous. I'm <laughs> But literally. But I'm always getting hit on and like <clears throat> weird stuff said to me or offered yeah. to me. Yeah. And I was the only one that got wanted down at security. And he's like, well, you have a nice night. And I was like. Uh, well, you go away. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even have a bag. Legit. I just had my phone in my pocket. That was it. I have no idea. I don't know. So, um, this is also their first time back in the USA since their first sold-out tour in 2019. They were literally um, in shock at our concert. I know. I just want to say, too, we didn't take light sticks to this concert because... We've kind of learned our lesson on light sticks. Right. It is fun to have a light stick. Don't get me wrong. I collect light sticks. So does Alyssa. No. But if you want to be present and in the moment, yeah. it's very hard to deal with a light stick. And it just takes up a lot of room. It takes up a lot of room. In your bag. And now, Tease does have a, uh, <laughs> a light stick crossbody carrying case. So that That's does good. help. But you can't take it in the venue. Oh. Rude. Yeah. You can't also can't take your box in the venue. They were making people break down their um, light stick boxes. The merch table was. Glenn. Um, sorry, you guys. We're pet sitting at my parents' house right now while they're in Miami. <laughs> and the cat is scratching this, like, $2,000 chair. Glenn. Stop it. His name's Glenn. Yeah, that's a cat named Glenn. Glenn, stop it. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, ugh. He's so proud of himself. 
Look at him. He's like, I hate it here. Look at his face. <laughs> um, but yeah, we didn't take light six. Whatever. Yeah. But the light, his light six were so pretty. It looked like they an are ocean. So pretty. It was beautiful. I do want one. I don't have. I do one yet, want one but too. But it's okay. It honestly, if you want to like film anything and also still be present, like you don't have enough hands for a light stick. Nope. You don't. Like. Sure but some don't. people, that's really important. Like, we had talked about it before. Like, it's really great, I think, for Korean fans because they're not allowed to do as much. Like, they can't film yell. and they can't, like, yell and, like, go crazy like we do. So, it like, the one thing they have is their light stick and they can wave their light stick. Right. <laughs> so, it's we great, it's so great for, like, fans over there in Asia that can't yeah. do as much. Right. But for us, like, we can still have a lot of fun and film so it just it makes more sense like I honestly didn't have enough hands for a light stick yeah I didn't either um, but a tease was so good they I was were, so shocked I mean I wasn't shocked I was and I wasn't I just I knew they were gonna be good but until you see them in person like you don't know like how it's gonna make you feel I'm telling you right now June will make you so emotional he is the sweetest God. he's sassy he's the best he's person so genuine ever. he like, was making everybody cry i knew he was my bias like before this but no that just, just confirmed everything yeah it confirmed it and he's just also also like just the sweetest human he really is like he's just he's someone that i wish that i could be friends with that's why I know that, like, I know that, like, he's, like, one of my favorite biases is, like, he's one that, like, I would love to have in my life because I feel like he would be such a great presence and, like, voice of reason. Like, he's just such a good person that you want him, yeah. like, in your life. Right. He really is. Um, good thing he's in our life. He's in our life. He doesn't know. Yeah, he doesn't know. But, <laughs> but we know. But we know. Yeah. That's called denial. <laughs> Dilulu. Or or Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> I love it on TikTok where they're like, yeah, K-pop has made me real Delulu. And then they create the alter ego for their Delulu selves. Literally. Like, this is her. She has to stay as her. And then I will not be Delulu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see a tease again. But they did 22 songs. They, uh, I can't even remember. I mean, I can but it was just like bop after bop. I know. They just, just kept going and going. I was like, God, they've got to be tired. It took like two small breaks. Because I was tired. I, know, <laughs> I, I was like, how many more fucking songs are they? I mean, I was happy, but you're like, so damn. Happy. You, you could tell how excited they were. We just were. talked about how pretty Song Hwa was. Oh, he's so pretty. You guys, he, oh, he had a fade and his hair was slicked back and like, Ugh. he had this black Louis Vuitton outfit on and it, oh. And he, oh my God, when he said, say my name. Oh, he growled it he at He growled and said, say my name in his deep ass voice. And we were all like, uh, like, what, what'd you do with Song Wall? Daddy? No. <laughs> sorry, Daddy. <laughs> daddy, sorry. I'm literally, I can't with him though. Like yeah. growling at the crowd. No, thank you. <laughs> but no. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Please do it again. Um, uh. I don't even know what else to say about them because... <sighs> It's just, it's one of those experiences that TikTok, all over TikTok right now is core memory. 
Like, have you seen those? Yeah, from like, Inside this Out. Is the sound of core memories. Yeah, it's one of those that I won't forget. Like, treasure my, I'll never forget. Yeah, my concert experiences. Like, yeah, I just I think it is the thing with concerts that like people relate so much to is like music is very healing for a lot of people, but it's also like you're seeing someone do what they love to do the most, right? And like a bunch of other people are appreciating it with you. Yeah, and I feel like that's such a powerful emotion. It is. Like you're seeing them it's do like perfume, their like, favorite thing. It's like perfume is like liquid memory. Yeah. Like you can like smell something and it yeah. reminds you of yeah, like of a like a that's like how a, a concert is for yeah. me. Like, but I think we should wrap up and talk about what our favorite Atiz song is. Our favorite Atiz song. Yeah. You go first. Mine's Dancing with Butterfly Wings. Dancing I cried. A Treasure is my other favorite. But yeah. I cried like a freaking baby. when they, I did not expect them to sing mm-hmm. that at all. It was the last yeah. song they did before Turbulence. Yeah. I was like, sh- I just immediately broke down. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I think mine is Treasure. Yeah, Treasure's just because my other it fave. Just, it like evokes like such emotions in me. Same. And it's like, I've said it before, it's like something that really reminds me of my friendship with Lauren. <laughs> right, literally. It's, it's one of those things where it's just like, That's we got into a tease together, and it's just such a powerful song. I just, I love it. Like, it that's me, our, like, get down in the car. Like, <laughs> it makes me emo every single time. Same. We always snap each other, we're like, oh, listen to Treasure, and I'm thinking about you. <laughs> but, um, wave is our other I jam, though. Wave. And, of course, Answer. I could just keep going, but really, yeah, Treasure is... That bitch. Yeah, she's just that bitch. So before we wrap up, I just said that. What's our topic for next week? Next week is really exciting, guys. I'm actually I did a lot of research for this one because uh, I really wanted to do it well. It's about the culture. We're starting a murder podcast, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so it is about the culture of K-pop in America, like how it's changed over time, yeah, and how we were influenced. Yeah, how K-pop in general was introduced into the American media, which we could probably go a lot of different ways with that. But this one is just specifically how it was introduced. In into the American media we'll probably do other spin-offs of that but this I found like a couple great articles and sources and I'm really excited about it I'm excited too <laughs> so that is it for tonight and we just told you what our recipe is going to be for next week yes and we will see you next time bye guys bye